Welcome or welcome back to the Uncomfortable Is Okay podcast. I'm your host, Chris Desmond, and this is the show where we make it easier for you to get out of your comfort zones. Today on the show, I have Joel Bouzade. Now, some of you might remember Joel from back in episode 67 last year, which is actually one of the most popular episodes of the Uncomfortable Is Okay podcast. So if you haven't checked it out, make sure you go back and have a re-listen to it because it's one of the most popular episodes for a very good reason. But for those of you that don't know Joel, Joel coaches personal growth, he trains high-performance team culture, delivers keynotes, he's a director of leadership at New Zealand Private High School, he's a lifestyle entrepreneur, he spent 10 years training speaking and delivery skills, He owns a a successful fitness facility and runs that. He's a dad, he's a friend, he's a coach, and he's also been an instrumental part of me developing Uncomfortable is Okay and looking to take that onto the next steps and kind of creating an evolution and and a vision around that. And today I'm having a chat with Joel all about scarcity mindset and how that relates to us in our day-to-day lives. Now, some of you guys might have heard about scarcity mindset when it comes to finances, but I wanted to talk to Joel about scarcity mindset when it came to kind of the our internal habits and, and how we lead ourselves. And although it's a, a reasonably short chat today, it is a super powerful one that I think you'll enjoy. Now, Joel also has an event, a live event coming up in Wellington called Life by Design, which if you head over to joelbuzade.com, you can find out more about his Life by Design live event, which is coming up in September. Well worthwhile checking it out. I'm sure you guys will get heaps out of the chat today between Joel and myself. Thank you so much for getting uncomfortable with us today. Joe Boisade, welcome back again to the Uncomfortable Is Okay podcast. Thanks, great to be here. <laughs> Thanks for a little bit of a technical difficulty to start with, so we're back second time round. And thanks for coming back, it's been a wee while since we talked has, to you last. Has, yes. I wanted to have a chat with you today about scarcity mindset, and a lot of people will have heard the term scarcity mindset, but will kind of mostly relate it to sort of the financial side of things. But what I'm more interested in is the scarcity mindset and how it relates to ourselves. So mm. can you elaborate a little bit on what a scarcity mindset is when it's kind of related to ourselves and to sort of our own internal leadership? Yes, good. Great question. Tough question. Like what comes to mind for me is the scarcity mindset is it's like the normal mindset. Like I work with a lot of people, do a lot of workshops, and like people are constantly focused on the problem. And when people are focused on the problems in front of them, which is pretty much like what the world's made up of, right, is problem solving, is like we're constantly thinking about the problem and what we don't have, which is where, for me, scarcity comes in, which is kind of like the normal mindset. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Why do you think we develop that scarcity mindset and that focus on the problem? Yeah, so we start out, we're young kids, and we want nothing more than mum or dad to go, yes, little Chris, you great, you know, hug, kiss, all of that. And then we make friends, and we want nothing more than the belonging and acceptance of our friends. And as we graduate through life, you know, that deep desire to be connected and belong to other people, is so we're constantly focusing on what am I not doing to get me to the point where I can be accepted, loved, and belong, 
right? So we again, we're focused on the problem because we want something, validation from someone else. So it develops just by evolution. That's what I think anyway. Yeah. Okay. If we just stay within the scarcity mindset though and just kind of keep focused on the problems, where does that lead us in terms of life? I kind of think of it like this, like you've got a course coming out soon, right? I do, yeah. And do you, do you have a price point on that yet? Ish. Ish? Just give Ish. me ballpark, like where is it at? So about $100. Okay, cool. Yeah. So when someone is thinking about investing in a course in some sort of self-development, they're going to make the decision based on emotionally how they feel about it and then is there some logic behind it, right? Generally speaking. Now, if it's like a watch, logically yeah. it tells the time, it helps me be at places on time and it's pretty, easy decision. I'm going to spend 100 bucks on that. But when yeah. it's in the areas that you and me work in and it's kind of like, well, what do I actually get out of it? I'm not quite sure. What can tend to happen is straight away we dive into the, I don't know what I'm going to get out of it so I don't need it, right? But the question for me and you becomes like, what does that person not get if they don't do it, right? Okay. If they don't do this course, what do they not get? So if I part with $100, say, and I do your course, then what do I get as a result of doing that course? That's where I want to be focused on. But we're so often trained to focus on, I don't have that 100 bucks because I don't understand what exactly what I'm going to get. I'm not going to spend that $100. So where does it lead? It leads to us continuing to do the same thing we've always done, which leads to the same results that we've always got. And that goes back to what we said in the first recording about you know 95% of my thinking and your thinking and everyone's thinking is the same as yesterday. So if we keep thinking the same way, getting the same results, we're kind of like these automatic robots walking around quite scarcely focused on the problems. Mm. And I think the vast majority of people end up living kind of unhappy, unhealthy, unfulfilled lives. So if we just stay in that scarcity mindset, then that's kind of the road that we're heading down with. Absolutely, and it's normal, right? I mean, there's so many people out there that are unhealthy and you know all those things that you mentioned. Mm. And so it's easy to validate our thinking against all the other people out there that are doing exactly the same thing. So I think it's actually like blue ocean against the grain, something quite unique to get out of a scarcity mindset and go and do something a little bit different. Yeah. So with that being said, mate, how do we go about changing from a scarcity mindset to, I'm assuming it's an abundance mindset? Yeah, man, whatever. Like, I think the key is, is to get really conscious about how you're thinking. Mm -hmm. So when faced with the opportunity to dive into your course or faced with the opportunity to go on a camping adventure with your friends or faced with the opportunity to start a new gym membership or whatever it might be, to not just let the automatic shortcuts that have made up our life in the past continue to produce the results that we've always had, but to actually get really conscious, and this is hard work, right, you know, to really think through what could I get out of this? Like, what would be the benefits? Like, draw a line on a page, pros and cons list, you know? If I invested 100 bucks into this course, what could I get out of this? And to start to think abundantly, yep, mm. about the benefits of taking a risk, of going the distance, of trying something new. Yeah, so it's kind of focusing more on the positive aspects of what might come from this rather than the negative aspects of what is this going to cost me. Exactly. Mm, cool. And is there a way that we can kind of set ourselves up for success with this, whether that's kind of in terms of habits or processes? Yeah, I, man, that's such a good question. I think everyone that's listening or watching will have their own little success formula on what they do to help them stay positive mm. or be the best versions of themselves. And what I would say to that is, one, if you've got that, like really try and like 
ramp that up so you generate momentum. I love that word momentum. I think if you're going to focus on the positive of something, do it consistently so you become like this consistently, habitually, you start to focus on the positive again and again and again. You generate a certain type of momentum and then like we connect again, right? Because of the positivity. It's not because we're talking about how bad things are or how, you know, it would be nice to have a few more hours sleep being new dads, right? And if we continue to labor in the negativity, which is normal, right? It's totally normal. Mm. If we continue to do that, then we might not see each other as much, right? Yeah. So it's about generating momentum in the domain or the realm of positivity. Whatever that looks like for the individual, like, you know, some people listening be like, you know, like, my thing, how I fill my cup up and do my thing is, you know, going and and floating, right? Or it might be yoga, or it might be some form of yin. For others, it might be crossfit, or it might be hitting the pavement. Whatever it is for you, triple down on that, 10x that, generate and build momentum in your life, and then all of a sudden you've got that momentum, and you can direct that momentum into a project, a business, parenthood, friendship, camping, anything. Yeah, and I like what you're saying there, and I find, especially with myself, as you kind of, there are times that you have that momentum and you generate it, but it takes a while to build it up. So if you lose it, or if you're just starting out, that actually just starting off with one thing that fills your cup or one thing that is positive, and whether that's kind of going for a walk with your dog, having a look up at the horizon, or whether that's sort of writing down a couple of things that you're grateful for at the end of the day, that starts that process off and then kind of once that becomes habitual for you then you can kind of add the next step on and and I found kind of in the last couple of months that the momentum for me is just building and building and building and I saw it yeah the reason that I was like I really need to talk to Joel again and kind of get him back on the podcast was that chat from with Carl the other day oh yeah I saw that and I was like sweet I'll just flick you a message and yeah you're like cool sounds good man yeah and if we didn't operate from that abundance mentality like what could come out of this we wouldn't be standing here having this chat today yeah yeah and I think you know gin pop goes that's that whole you know glass is half full glass Mm. is half empty thing and I think people are wise enough and smart enough now to know that stuff and this is the biggest thing that I notice, Chris, in the work that I do, is everyone's aware. Everyone's got the knowledge. And if you don't, you can get it pretty bloody quick, right? It's not the people with the knowledge that are successful when it comes to habit installation. Mm. It's the people that get on the coalface, get in the trenches, and execute for 66 days in a row, and then they reach that point, University College of London, of automaticity. That is when the habit gets installed. Repeated behavior every day for 66 days in a row. Everyone's like walking around going, yeah, I've got my gratitude practice, I've got this, and then you have good days and bad days, and you never really feel like you're actually making any any kind of progress towards a better version of your consistent self. Mm. It's like I have good days and I have bad days. And everyone's walking around, yeah, man, today's a bad day, today's a good day, today's a bad day, a good day. And I think if you're really interested in moving the needle from a personal growth point of view so that you elevate yourself to the next level, you have to get clear about what it means to actually install a habit. Not to like have six good days in a row, followed by, you know, falling off the wagon completely, but to stay the course and really install. Definitely. And reminded then of that saying that if knowledge was all it took, everyone would be billionaires with six-pack abs. 
I think you, you make a good point in regards to habits as well in that you do, like life happens and you have some bad days and if you fall off the wagon, just make sure that you fall off it just for one day and get yeah. back on there because it's much harder to kind of get back on and make those gains again. Yeah. If you've had a week off, if you've had a day off, yeah, you're not going to hit 66 in days in a row, but you're going to get back into that habitual sure. place as well. Absolutely. Yeah. And Joel, how does, I mean, you're all about creating a life by design. How does cultivating an abundance mindset mm. help us create a life by design? Man, great question. I think that, you know, we talked about this in the last podcast that there's enough sensory information out there in the world for all of us, for whatever it is that we desire. If you believe that there's a community and a tribe of people that are going to support you and your vision and mission to help other people, it'll happen. It'll totally happen. So I think the abundance mentality, the abundance focus is 100% in essence what Life by Design is. You can't lead a life by design and be focused on the negative with regularity. It's just not going to work for you, right? Mm -hmm. And again, that's like a habit as well, right? When you wake up in the morning and you start going about your day, like you can train yourself to focus on certain things. When I walk across the driveway at 5 o'clock in the evening before I go home to see my family, you can set a mental trigger for that. You mm. can. Or you can run on autopilot. Autopilot, based on evolution, is 80% of our thinking is negative. Good luck with that. Awesome, mate. I just want to finish things off today with asking you for a challenge to mm. leave us with today. Like, what can we go out there and work on today that is going to help us maybe develop an abundance mindset? Okay, cool. Here it is. So if you think about yourself as your own biggest critic, mm -hmm. and that when we look in the mirror or think about our own self, we're willing to think really negatively about ourselves. Yeah. I want you to, the challenge, to transition that negative thinking into discipline for habits. So if you're going to be hard on yourself, be hard on yourself about getting up early. If you're going to be hard on yourself, be hard on yourself about getting in the cold shower. If you're going to be hard on yourself, be hard on yourself about following through with the project, the friendship, the conversation, the volunteering. Not looking in the mirror and saying how shit, crap, or unworthy you are. Transition the negativity into something that's going to breed possibility. Oh, I like that challenge, mate. Joel Buzade, thank you for getting uncomfortable with me today, mate. Awesome, bro. Appreciate yeah. it, mate. Cool. There you have it chums, I'm sure that you enjoyed the chat between Joel and myself today. As I said it's a relatively short one but it is just jam packed with stuff and a lot of practical tips that you can go out and use to change your mindset from a scarcity mindset to an abundance mindset over the next week. I've been trying to work on a couple of those suggestions that Joel made as well and it's tough work at times but it's also very enjoyable and it does kind of open you up to a few more opportunities. If you're going to be around about Wellington in September, make sure that you head over to joelbouzet.com to check out his live event, Life by Design. It's a two-day live event here in Wellington. And if you can imagine the value you got from this 15-minute conversation, multiply that by two days. His event's going to be epic, so definitely check that out. For those of you who want a couple of the most effective strategies that I have I've found and I've discussed with people on over 100 episodes of the podcast, head over to getoutofmycomfortzone.com and you can download the top five strategies over there. So that's getoutofmycomfortzone.com. A couple of quick thanks before we, we sign off for the week. Thank you as always to my brother Jeremy Desmond for the amazing theme music. It's epic as always. 
Thanks to Jyland for doing the editing on these shows. Thank you all for tuning in and listening to us. I love that I get to spend a little bit of the week with everyone out there on the interwebs. It's a lot of fun. And last of all, thank you so much for getting uncomfortable with Joel and I today. Oh,